Hello, this is Silu welcoming you to a new episode of the fortnightly EYESG podcast where we look at the most important issues that India Inc. needs to deal with in their ESG, which is environmental, social and governance journey. Today we will look at the S of ESG or the social part of the sustainability journey with an emphasis on community impacts or CSR. Though the environmental steps taken by a company take up much of our attention, the responsibilities of a corporation towards the community and society at large remains equally important. Indeed, it has probably become even more important after two years of the pandemic. To explain how things have changed and discuss the changing CSR landscape in India, we have with us Sayuj Thekewaryad, Partner ESG, Climate Change and Sustainability Services at EY with us today. Sayuj is an expert in ESG and has been instrumental in delivering high quality performance in areas of sustainability, climate change adaptation and mitigation, supply chain sustainability, sustainability disclosures, carbon footprint, EHS audits, social and environmental due diligence, and resource efficiency. Welcome to the podcast, Sayuj, and thank you very much for joining us. Hi, Silu. Thank you for inviting me. The essence of the S in the ESG you know, is all about taking care of your employees, your value chain partners, and you know the community at large. I think the pandemic has definitely emphasized this. And what we see today is the organizations, companies are, you know, relooking at their policies, employee benefits, and the CSR focus area itself to be aligned, you know, with the new ways of working in the post-COVID era. That's true, Sayuj. Sayuj, let me start with the basics. According to you, how has the CSR landscape in India evolved over the years? Well, so you know, if you look at the Indian culture, rather, you know, I would say Indian businesses, philanthropy is ingrained in it. I think corporate houses, individuals have always carried out CSR as a more of a philanthropic activity. Now, having said that, many a times what what used to happen is that while CSR activities programs are being implemented on ground, the monitoring and measuring of their impact probably was not that common. Now, over the last decade or so, what we see is a clear shift in this philanthropic CSR moving to a more strategic CSR or probably a shared value model of CSR. You know, as in what I'm trying to say is that driving profits while integrating societal issues into the business strategy. While, you know, this silo is one part of it from a you know philanthropy to a strategic CSR, even from a regulatory standpoint, uh, you may be aware that India you know, was the first country to legally mandate CSR through the Companies Act 2013. For companies with certain turnover profitability, 2% of their average net profit for past three years is to be spent on CSR activities. So the regulation also brought in, you know, emphasis on, you know, having a CSR committee, a clear board oversight, having a CSR policy strategy, and in fact, disclosing all of it as part of the annual report and probably even on their websites. So over the years, you know, with this Companies Act coming in 2013 and the, all the amendments which followed, it has helped streamline the entire focus area 
impact and spend and most importantly bring in a robust governance mechanism so this is how the landscape has been you know evolved in the indian context that is very insightful and interesting sayuj are these rules restricting companies or do they support in creating maximum impact oh absolutely not restricting in my view silu i think you know these rules uh, i mean drive companies to pursue their csr activities more professionally or say in a more structured manner with increased transparency and a robust monitoring and evaluation mechanism shift to a more inclusive and participatory approach of planning and execution you know it's more of a, a collaborative approach and and at last convergence of business imperatives and social needs for a concrete and effective reporting so i do not see this in any manner being restrictive great and how will these amendments you think impact organizations and how should organizations be better prepared to face these uh well i think it's very important for organizations to review and understand these rules and all the amendments uh that have come in place but some of the points which definitely should be considered or kept in mind i think starting off with see most of the csr programs are you know being implemented through a ngo or a implementing agency so it's very important for organizations to carry out a a uh, uh, due diligence or a review of these implementing agencies at least on a annual basis that's something which is you know to be taken into consideration the entire program itself you look at the csr programs or the projects the 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 rule clearly calls out what is permissible what is not permissible for instance you know contribution to a political party or say direct benefit to employees or deriving market benefits there are some of the things in clearly called out and said that it not qualify uh, under the in the requirement itself so reviewing the programs definitely something companies should be looking at the whole whole idea of not just coming up with a csr strategy but clearly calling out what the action plan is i think you know to call out saying okay look this is what csr means to me this is what i'm going to be doing these are my focus areas and this is the action plan how i'm going to implement it on ground that is something you know i think all the organizations should be looking at and i think as i said earlier the whole whole idea of reviewing or monitoring both technical as well as financial so i think there should be a regular periodic checks and balances of the amount that is being spent how it is being spent what are the activities on ground is there any support required is there any you know red flags so that you are not at the last minute trying to understand what went wrong so i think continuous monitoring review of the program is very important and lastly if you ask me uh, you know the one of the recent amendments also talks about carrying out impact assessments of your uh, csr programs itself you know while the amendment does talk about a certain criteria to select projects which needs to be you know a part of impact assessment but i think as a best practice it's always good to you know understand what is the return on every rupee that you have spent so probably carrying out a social return on investment an sroi study or a simple impact assessment is something definitely the companies should be looking at and uh, you know while all these points are coming out more from the rules per se i think going beyond the rules silu if you ask me 
I think capacity building of the partners or the NGOs whom they're working with. Many times what we see is that every partner, every in NGO may not be at the same level of maturity in terms of, you know, uh, 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 the kind of uh, scale they have. So I think capacity building, for instance, say help them with digital tools. Now digital tools could not only help better data capture reporting for your projects, but largely help the partner itself develop their skill or maybe support them with you know putting together a framework on how do you how do you run an entire program so i think these are some of the you know uh, points that companies definitely need to keep in mind both from a regulatory point of view and otherwise this is great information sayuj how do you expect corporate social programs to evolve in the near future um well we clearly see today that you know globally there is a clear emphasis and a shift towards ESG itself. And I think for sure the expectations is that organization have to relook at their social program. When I say relook, probably, you know, while while developing or devising your strategy, some of the questions that need to be answered is, does it contribute to my overall ESG agenda? You know, is it aligned to the strategy and commitment I'm talking about? I mean, is it going to actually create a shared value? How engaged are my stakeholders? And finally, am I creating an impact? How am I creating impact? I think these are some of the questions if you know organizations can answer. Definitely, it will see a shift in the way CSR or social programs are being you know, developed and implemented. For instance, I mean, let's take example here. Circular economy. Now, circular economy definitely comes across as a pure or a corporate or a business agenda, but involving communities will ensure closing the loop where it's most impactful and required. So clear the shift. What we see is, you know, from more of a strategic aligned to the larger environment, social governance agenda today, you know, the globe at large is, uh, you know, focusing on. I think that's that is a shift which is bound to happen. Excellent. Thanks a lot for sparing time, Sayuj. And I really enjoyed the conversation today, which has added a lot of value to my understanding of this subject. Thank you, Silu. I think it was definitely an interesting conversation. Thanks once again. Sure. With this, we come to the end of this episode. Visit our website, www.ey.com in to know more about the social aspect of ESG and leave us comments on other such topics on ESG that you would like us to deep dive into. Thank you once again. Mm -hmm.